Welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. I'm Jim Tobin. Well, Jim, uh, the inauguration is here. Uh, the shift in government that uh, we've been wondering about and waiting for since the middle of November is finally getting ready to happen. But I think a couple of important things that we haven't touched on previously, uh, the president-elect, uh, by the time this comes out and our listeners here, it'll be the president. Uh, has proposed already a sort of an add-on to the stimulus package that Congress negotiated uh, right before the holidays. Yeah. Can you tell me, is there anything in there different that our members and listeners should be concerned about? Or is this mostly just an add-on, like I say? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It, it, re it really is. Uh, it, it's really the Democrats' wish list that they didn't get in negotiations with the Senate Republicans at the end of the year. So uh, there's more money for uh, people, uh, whether it's uh, unemployment insurance or whether it's stimulus payments. So right now we have a $600 stimulus payment. They're going to the Democrats want or Joe Biden wants to add $1,400 uh, to that, which uh, equals that two, that magical $2,000. Uh, that he had, he had talked about the need for and, and Democrats talked about and, and some Republicans. Uh, there's actually more money for rental assistance, another another twenty five billion dollars for rental assistance, which I know is, is critical for our multifamily members. But that also comes along uh, with a uh, an, an extension of the eviction moratorium through September of this year. So uh, kind of the yin and the yang of uh, of, of keeping people. Uh, in their apartments and helping our, our landlords keep those properties in, in pristine shape and paying their employees. There's also money for state and local uh, uh, state and local government, something that that the Republicans have generally pushed back on. Uh, they view it as, uh, as 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 rewarding states who mismanage their budgets and now using the pandemic to refill their coffers. Uh, we have uh, NHB has supported state and local payments because there there is a fear uh, that we're going to see state and local governments. Uh, begin to increase fees on the building industry because we're the we're the only sector that's moving uh, that's moving right now. And, and when you have restaurants and retail stores that normally pay your your tax bills, uh, they're floundering. Uh, they're going to go. They're going to look for the golden goose. So we're hopeful that uh, those 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 payments will help stave off anything uh, that the state and local governments might do. There's also uh, more more support for small businesses. In addition to the to the, the extension of the PPP program we saw at the end of the year, so a, a, a round mixed bag of of just of just kind of more of the same. I wouldn't say there's even anything in here that's uh, that's revolutionary. I will say the one thing that's lacking, which if I'm a Democrat, I left it out on purpose because I eventually have to have negotiations with the Republicans, and that's liability uh, protection for businesses who do the right thing by their employees, uh, yet they want to make sure they're protected against. Employees catching the coronavirus again. Good actors doing everything they can, but but uh, but making sure there aren't any, uh, any lawsuits that, that that put businesses under. Well, that, that that's interesting, and you know the Biden team is really ready to hit the ground running. Yeah. They have more people appointed to uh, positions in the administration than any previous administration uh, in terms of having people in place before they're actually uh, sworn in. Yep. Uh, what that means for us is as soon as they're sworn in, things will start happening. Uh, the president has talked about a very aggressive first 100-day agenda uh, and talk specifically about eliminating a lot of the executive orders that the Trump administration put in place. Can you give our listeners a little bit of insight into 
what we might expect from from this component. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I th- I think you know one of the things that Joe Biden ran on was uh, was immigration policy, reversing the the Trump immigration policies. So I think on day one, you're going to see a reversal of the travel bans uh, from certain Islamic countries, uh, from server- certain uh, countries that have high coronavirus caseloads. Uh, they're going to reverse that. Uh, we all expect. We also expect Joe Biden to release more of a comprehensive immigration plan over, uh, you know, right around the inauguration. Uh, that NHB has been a, has been a longtime supporter of, of comprehensive immigration reform. Whether it's uh, it's finding out well, what we're going to do uh, to to uh, legalize the the, the existing um, uh, non legals. Uh, Folks in the country, uh, what we're going to do about uh, finding a, a, a better, simpler uh, legal pathway for people who want to work in our industry in particular. Uh, so so I, I look forward to reading that uh, that legislation, that proposal uh, to find out how it uh, how it how it uh, jibes with uh, with NHB policy. But I also expect we'll see some things on the environmental side. I'm, I'm really concerned about executive orders that would halt. Uh, the the uh, President Trump's uh, water of the waters of the U.S. rule that came out uh, just about a year ago. Uh, I'm worried about affirmatively furthering fair housing, something uh, that we, while we support the ultimate goal of, uh, I am uh, I we didn't like the methodology that the that the Obama administration used. Uh, the Trump administration they they put their own imprimatur on that program, uh, and now I expect we'll see Joe Biden do something uh, that's more akin to the to the the Obama plan. So there's there's going to be a a lot of action over the next 48 hours uh, as Joe Biden stands his government up and, and gets ready to to set the tone for his uh, his four years. All right, I'm going to ask you an interesting question, and you can pick one, and I'll pick one. <laughs> there's wholesale changes, wholesale philosophical changes in virtually every cabinet uh, and every uh, administration post. Which of the different cabinet agencies or which one do you think is gonna give us the most heartburn uh, with the shift in, in direction? Ooh, all right, so I get to pick one. Well, I'm gonna go with labor. Uh, I think for us, uh, we have, uh, there's gonna be a different philosophy coming in uh, both from uh, the enforcement side and OSHA, uh, as, as well as in dealing with labor policy in general. And, I'll, and, and when I think of OSHA in particular, I, I think of uh, the past four years, in my mind, have been very much a partnership with the Trump administration, very much about um, educating and co- helping with compliance for businesses, especially small businesses like us, to comply with OSHA regulations rather than simply rolling onto a job, job site, uh, finding violations and finding them, and, and, then, and then duking it out in, in, in court or duking it out afterwards and, and really putting a lot of our members uh, in, in, in financial jeopardy. I, I think we're going to see a fundamental shift there. And then on labor policy, I think we're going to see an, an outsized emphasis on unionization, making it easier for unions to organize. Uh, and I think for us, as is is largely one of the last areas of uh, of laborers that are not organized for such a large industry, uh, despite us being uh, small businesses, I, I think that's something we have to look out for is uh, is an effort to try to unionize the residential construction sector. And so that's where I think we're going to see a big sea change uh, right off the top. Well, since you picked the easy one, Jim, I'll pick, uh, 
two of the harder ones, uh, and I'll pick the EPA and the Consumer Finance Protection Bureau. I think you're going to see an EPA that is going to unwind a lot of, starting with WOTUS, but a lot of uh, the Trump administration's scale back of environmental regulations. I think you'll see an EPA that is going to want to be less reliant on peer-reviewed science uh, and an EPA that is going to truly want to uh, to to go to the opposite end of the spectrum from where Trump was yeah. in environmental protection. I think the headline in the L.A. Times yesterday in their op-ed section where they said that uh, the Biden administration is going to turn America into California uh, has no greater applicability than to the, uh, the the EPA and the direction they're going. And in terms of the CFPB, I really see a CFPB, which, uh, like the Labor Department that you described, is going to be much more focused on protecting the consumers rather than making uh, a partnership between business and consumers. And I see it as being a much more adversarial relationship, something that we're going to have to watch very carefully. But the converse question, uh, which cabinet department do you see as being uh, the easiest for us to work with and the one where we'll have uh, the most positive uh, influence and, 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 and the strongest relationships? Well, I, I, I think it's going to be the Commerce Department. As you, as you mentioned on previous podcasts, uh, Governor, Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo is going to uh, eventually be confirmed for that cabinet post. Uh, she has had a great relationship with our builders uh, back home in Rhode Island uh, on labor issues, understands housing, understands the need. If you're going to encourage businesses to move into the state of Rhode Island, you have to provide uh, places for those workers to live affordably. And that's the key. In fact, uh, you know, talking to our builders from Rhode Island, they, they lost out on Amazon headquarters or other headquarters because the, the, the housing situation is so unaffordable in Rhode Island. So I, I feel uh, I, I am optimistic that we will be able to work uh, with Governor Raimondo and, uh, and and her being an advocate inside the cabinet, uh, not only for housing, even though we you mentioned uh, you know, Treasury Secretary Yellen uh, and others who have a, have, a, have a, a good a good grasp on housing, but having somebody outside that normal pipeline who could talk about the need to make sure that job training programs are talking about all businesses, not just union businesses. So I'm optimistic, uh, optimistic for the for the Commerce Department. Well, you touched on the one that I was going to pick, and that's the Treasury Department. I think that her years of experience uh, at the Fed uh, have given Secretary-designate Yellen a real window into the importance of the housing sector. And I think that to the extent that she controls a lot of the flow of capital around the country, that that, that she is going to understand the importance of not killing what you referred to a few minutes ago as the goose that laid the golden egg. I think that Yellen is going to be a moderating voice there, and, and I'm really counting on that so that we don't ultimately end up in a, in a, in a housing recession. So uh, there are good and bad to, to, to these appointments and these announcements, and we will see going forward. Well, let, let me. I'm going to be throwing back at you the one, the one we didn't mention, kind of the, the one that everybody just defaults when, 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 when housing is in the, uh, is in the name of the association. Um, what, what about HUD? I know you've had conversations uh, in a conference call with, uh, with Secretary Designate Marsha Fudge. 
to, to talk about her vision for housing. Secretary Carson, like Marsha Fudge, light on, on true housing policy experience, uh, but but still comes uh, uh, highly, highly regarded. Uh, what do you think her philosophy is going to be? Um, you know, we said Secretary Ben Carson, I think we had a great relationship with him and his department over the years. There really wasn't a, a bias one way or the other. Um, wh what do you think about uh, we're single family, multifamily, you know, for, where do you think it all lays out with, with the new secretary? You know, it's interesting. The the conversations that, or the conversation rather, it was just one conversation uh, that I had with, with Secretary-designate Fudge was one where there were many other people on the call. Uh, it was a one-way uh, conversation. She talked to all of us and she spoke largely about public housing and low-income housing. Uh, and she spoke specifically about building more public housing, and she spoke specifically about improving the public housing experience, which I would take to mean renovation, remodeling uh, in, in the existing public housing stock. After she took, takes care of that priority, she spoke next to taking care of the construction of more low-income housing, low-income as distinguished from, from public housing. And, and after that, she said, other than that, everyone else is doing relatively well and, and they might not need my help or they won't need my help. So I think she's going to focus on multifamily. I think she's going to focus first on public and then the privately owned multifamily low-income housing that many of our members build. And the real key then will be who are in the sub-cabinet level positions. What is their bent towards uh, accomplishing those goals? And unfortunately, the names that we're, that we're still hearing are those that are going to be, I think, uh, predisposed toward uh, a heavier role for the non-for-profit housing sector and less of a role for the traditional, or as I call it, the tax-paying uh, housing sector that's represented by our members. So I, I, I'm uh, somewhat concerned about the direction that HUD will go to, but I, I am hopeful um, that Secretary-designate Fudge will have an open door for us and let us demonstrate to her the value of the traditional or the tax-paying uh, sector of the uh, of the housing development community uh, going forward. I, I, I'm not going to say that I uh, am as concerned as you are about labor or as I am about EPA. Uh, I, I think there may be some moderating uh, reason to think there'll be some moderation coming out of HUD, I hope. Yeah, I mean, you've you've always preached that it's about time that we we is a is a country and certainly as a government talked about a comprehensive housing policy and and you know so it, I am concerned that we're only be focused on the the low end of the spectrum even though we we know we have needs down there but it, you know hopefully we can um, we develop a relationship where we can talk about housing holistically and, and making sure we're taking care of everybody. Uh, who has housing needs in the country. Well, Jim, clearly we're going to have our work cut out for us, both on the areas where we'll play some offense and the areas where we're going to play on the defensive side of the ball. But we've got the team in place. We've got the uh, the membership in place. And I think that whatever happens, NHB is going to lead the way uh, as this new administration begins. And we, we look forward to uh, continuing to represent the members' best interests going forward. Yeah, that's right. And, and speaking of, of representing the members' best interest, any update on IBSX, Jerry? I know that we're uh, we, we are usually podcast update, but uh, tell tell us some more good news about how it's how the the events coming off. Well, thanks for bringing it up. I, I am very excited, even more excited than I was last week. I had a meeting today that we're already at ninety two percent of our goal uh, for exhibit space. 
that the onboarding of the exhibitors is probably uh, being reported as the highest quality of onboarding uh, that anyone has yet done in a virtual environment, meaning that the, the, the virtual booths will be easier to manipulate. They'll be uh, more uh, complete in their development, and it'll be a, a, a product that we think uh, that the members who register and attend IBSX uh, will get true, true value out of it. So we're very excited going forward. Uh, our team is now actually even taking it to another level on some of the interesting animation uh, and technology that they're going to use to make it even more entertaining. So everybody register for IBS X, subscribe to our podcast, and we'll see you next time on housing developments. Bye-bye.